Hello folks, Tyler here. We're looking to do a big surge on iTunes. We really want to push the old iTunes, you know, get us up the charts a bit, because I know you lot are lovely and supporting all over. Um, so if you fancy it, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, make sure to leave a five-star review and a couple of lovely words as well, just to, uh, you know, help us up a bit more and get that extra bit of support. Thank you very much. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. Hello, and welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, where we look through the dizzying highs, terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of The Simpsons Seasons 1-12 to random episode generation. I'm, of course, your host, Ty McRae. With me is a long-returning guest. Um, she's now entertaining the masses through your uh, television screen, iPad, mobile device whatever venturing into the new world of twitch so here she comes back it's uh ellie bear on twitch but ellis celia to many others it's good to have you back ellis oh it's good to be back it's been so long now um please walk us through twitch there i'm sure i mean everyone knows what it is because i don't have anyone who's 40 plus listening let's be honest so um why twitch then what makes you jump into that um uh it's the one that i'm most comfortable with i hate youtube i hate all the other platforms <laughs> uh, you get the best deal out of Twitch. Now, uh, how is it going as far as, you know, subs, interaction? I'm sure you've got your friends, and me, myself, I am subbed as well. Um, by all means, everyone go on to... Uh, was it Ellie Bear Goes Live? Yeah, it is. At Ellie Bear Goes Live, please give her a, at least a follow and maybe a sub as well. Um, good content there. What kind of stuff um, have you been putting out recently? Um... So it varies week on week. Um, every week I kind of look at what games have been really successful and what games haven't been successful in terms of ones that I've put out. So I kind of change it up depending on like what chat wants, what kind of genres I'm comfortable with. So everything changes on a week on week basis. And how close are you to achieving you know, your goals uh, on the platform there as far as you know, subs or money or followers or engagement do you have goals um i need to get an average of 75 viewers to make um partnership i'm on six at the moment but that doesn't mean that six people are viewing per time it's just that's what it averages out as um so i need to at least 75 to get the partnership but i'm like 20 subs off what i wanted for this week but even then like 30 subs in a month ain't bad do you dare go down the ego route with the you know, the blonde fringe and that and the Patreon subscriptions. Uh, I can't say it's not crossed my mind. <laughs> you can always fall back on that. You could be the L Delphine. Yeah, <laughs> I could. And the episode we're reviewing today is, so it comes to this, a Simpsons clip show from season four, episode 18, directed by Carlos Baeza, written by John Vitti, with the original air date being April Fool's itself, April the 1st, 1993. And the couch gag being that the family members switch their own heads with the bodies. Now, this is the first clip show in the uh, show's entire run there. Um, I mean, what did you think of this um, overall? Have you got nostalgic memories of this, Alice? Or um, any memories of clip shows from other shows in particular? This one was my least favourite clip show. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, it was one of those ones that I just, I just found it quite bleak even when I was younger watching it and even now it's still it's still quite a 
not a very padded out episode. It doesn't feel very memorable. Like, once you get past the whole shaking up of the beer can thing, like, after that, it's just like... Mm, oh, so it dips when it gets much. to hospital, then? Yeah, like, once it actually starts getting into the clips, they're not very, like... They're memorable clips, but they're not great. All right, because, um... Well, the thing is, with um, these clip shows and that, they're obviously done to, you know, save money in that and to, you know, help, you know, sell them at full price for uh, syndication reasons as well there. But um, as far as initial memories for me, I always remember up to, um, I think, the end of the second act where you get Homer trying to walk to the candy machine and um, yeah. the interactions with Burns and that. But um, as far as the clip shows they've produced, I think it's one of the best and... I, it may be the best clip show they've done because, uh, don't again do my behind the scenes research here, they get about one whole act and half of one is completely new footage there. And it was at the point where, you know, they're willing to try and, you know, just produce more stuff and create new animation for it. Whereas you get into, I don't know, eight and nine, that I think I remember with the um, all singing, all dancing. A lot of it is, you know, just the whole songs there, and that's less than half of the episode is the yeah. um, used footage there. So respect them on that front there. And we kick off this episode with a typical, you know, morning in the Simpsons family home. Bart's woken up by his alarm clock, and um, he's had his eyes cell taped shut, and he just thinks he's been blinded all of a sudden there. But no, Homer bursts in like some <laughs> rampant man child and just rips it off, gives him the old ha ha, April Fools, and runs off there. And later on, you have um, Bart going to get some milk from the fridge, and Homer's eagerly uh. waiting on him. <laughs> and he just spits it out. And uh, I mean, we see, we see Marge cleaning out as well, Ellis. Uh, Ellis. It's co- virtually cottage cheese. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and Homer's just a massive man child in this, um, right at the start. I mean, what did you think of the opening? You know, starting the prank wars, I guess, as the YouTubers would call it. What do you think of the opening? I mean,. The story in itself wasn't bad. It was mainly just the clip part of it that felt very lackluster. So it was very typical Simpsons. But it's... You know... It was an all... It was an alright storyline. I would have liked to have seen them do a little bit more with it. But... It is what it is. Now, have you um, ever... Are you a pranker yourself there? Have you remembered ever getting anyone with a really good prank either you know cute or malicious probably i'm trying to think now <laughs> um right. i don't know if you want to incriminate yourself or oh i've i've probably got something there in the mind bank come back to me towards the end and i'll see if i remember <laughs> i will do we get a nice little uh, introduction from lisa here about you know uh, you know from you know all the way to modern day to you know way back into the dark age there you know april fools has been you know, one of our least, um, <laughs> one of our least favorite holidays there, but it should be cherished more. You know, dating back to pagan times. You know, God bless those pagans there. And I always like to make a little mention to you know, any other guests or my regular co-host, Cal. I like seeing uh, characters with a video game, animated or just series in general, in different garb and different attire there. When they cut back to you know the pagan dark age days, and you get the family in the little um furry bear outfits you know chin blood for a ball and that i just like seeing them in different outfits there and it's really cute uh, i don't know i don't know what you thought about it Alice. i feel like it brings a little bit 
bit more of a nostalgia kind of feel to it because you know Simpsons hit and run that was very kind of very open in terms of character design so the costumes and stuff like that so it's kind of it has that nostalgic element to it April 1st used to be the pagan new year blood for ball blood for ball blood for ball the Christians changed their calendar and ridiculed those who didn't Happy New Year! Hi-ho, Pagans! New Year's was three months ago, but here's a present anywho. It's ram's blood for your godless ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> April Fools! <laughs> <laughs> now who's laughing? Now who's laughing? And within this flashback to, um, you know, April 1st and 10-22, I'm just going to put this out into the universe now, folks. Um... I'm putting copyright on, you know, on these shit posting groups or these meme groups there. I'm going to get this um, screenshot for April the 1st, 2022, in about just shy of two years' time, Alice, there. So I'm getting copyright on this. So now I'll have okay. all the retweets and favourites. And yeah. You'll we'll be start. the ultimate bot poster. Yeah, you're damn right I will. We even get a little bit here of, um, you know, April Fool's pranks. Not really around the city, but, you know, for the frying Dutchman as well. Captain McCarthy, you know, looking at the catch of the day and. They've done the old, you know, ink print around the um, telescope and it's right over his eye, you know. Now, they've got to adhere to health and safety. Ye must wear a hairnet now and even get the little arrs. <laughs> I love that. It's just, it's the little things. Like, sometimes the little detail that the, the creators have put into it are just... Captain McAllister is such a stellar ca uh, character. He's such an underrated character. Well, you know, this was um, one of Conan O'Brien's uh, inventions there, the sea captain himself, and he, this was one of his last years producing this before he went on to become his own chat show host and his own comedian there, so I can definitely see his hands uh, in this episode there and his little features. We now get to, you know, the crux, the, in the inciting incident of this episode there, and one that I've seen in you know, loads of meme different videos there where Homer's, you know, about to drink a beer, he drops it thinking, oh, you know... If that would have come over me, I would have been an April fool. And Bart realised, you know, beer's the way to his heart. It will get him through that there. So he ends up just, essentially, you just have a beer explode in his face. That's all he's thinking initially. And so he goes to, oh Christ, I don't know. We'll just say it's being q He's at the old paint shaker there, shaking up this one can. And, you know, we've all been there. Um, the minimum wage worker. That surprisingly is not the squeaky voice teen. I don't know why they didn't use him here, Alice. It seemed um, opportunistic to do so. Was he in these this season? Because I know that he was a character that was introduced. Was he introduced before Ooh, this episode? i tell you what. Thinking about it now. No, they did not debut him yet. They debuted him in um, the Krusty Comeback special. So no, they had the voice, but they didn't have the character design yet there. So, ah, this is very astute, Alice. You're right. Nailing that trivia. You have you have the voice there saying, "Hey, should you be operating that?" And then he says, "You know, oh, you know, they've got um, like acne removal strips outside." And wow, I'm in Pizza Face Paradise. Now, I think Cal's been there. I've been there. I think we've all been there, Ellison. Do you have any memories of being, you know, awkward first time at a job there, or you know, you know, working shitty jobs throughout your teenage years? Yeah. Um. I worked at a cinema, mate. <laughs> I've, I've, I've experienced it all. Did you have to, you know, clean up the popcorn and the hot dogs from, you know, the um, 
the martial yep. arts movie, or did you have to break up? You know the honestly cleaning up the back? cleaning up after kids' films is one of the worst experiences I've ever had. Seriously? Wow. Yes. Is that traumatic? Yes, it is. Now, it is now why incredibly. So, then? I'm going to delve in. Why so? Everything gets left on the floor. There's popcorn, there's juice, there's sweets, there's popcorn crushed into the floor. And then when you're trying to get all that cleared and, you know, the music's, like, starting up for the next show-in and there's people queuing outside and you got to get the kids' chairs out as well and it's it's horrible. It's not what I want to do at nine o'clock in the morning, and I'm very grateful for the fact that I don't have to do that anymore at nine o'clock in the morning. All right, so Odeon is very much your Vietnam. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Bart now has his planted can, his shook up can, and he you know, plants it in the fridge, and he's just waiting for the opportune time. Homer's just chilling, watching TV and that, and he's so thirsty, but eh, what are you going to do there? So Bart needs to lure him in a bit more, so he just. Wax the heating up. It's getting to you know these Saudi Dubai temperatures. You get the the fish just there's a fish that just dies. Yeah, the, <laughs> the records start melting. They get a warning. There's a public service announcement on the telly as well. You know, saying you know, overconsumption of beer leads to um <laughs> cancer of the rectum, which is horrible. But I feel like in the world of comedy, I don't know why rectum's a funny word to me than say anus and that i don't know if it's the er the r rolling r sound as well but it just really t- it really tickled me i don't know what that says about me Alice. i i get it i get it it's i think it's because it's like it's more serious it's more of a serious word just kind it of coming out of clinical, nowhere yeah it just kind of feels like it doesn't like it's not what you expect so homer's caving in now to temptation bart's getting ready to point and laugh in there and he strikes the can open. Bart can't even get April Fools out, and it's this massive Herculean, you know, beer bomb that goes off, and the house gets completely caved in. It's not iconic. We'll get to iconic moments later there, but I'd say this is easily one of the most gift uh, images I see on Twitter or social media of that era. I mean, you must have seen this loads of times in different meme forms, videos, gifs, uh, what have you. Yeah, I always see it. It's, I think it's one of the most clipped episodes, to be quite honest. That sounded like an explosion at the old Simpson place. Forget it, that's two blocks away. Looks like there's beer coming out of the chimney. I am proceeding on foot, following a code eight. We need pretzels. Repeat, pretzels. In order to, you know, get us out that first sack there and get Homer to the hospital, we have um, oh, one of my favourites and one of everyone else's, you know, Chief Wigan pulling up with a car with blue in the side saying, oh, it looks like the old Simpsons place and, you know, forget it, that's two blocks away. So there's beer coming out the chimney and he's up and he's away. I'm proceeding on foot, calling a code eight. And what's a code eight, Ellis? pretzels we need pretzels <laughs> and he's just running like a mad dog towards the um, towards tongue the out and everything yeah oh i like the little noise like, heh, heh, heh. <laughs> he he does sound like my dog to be quite honest when my dog's had a drink with that little heh, heh, heh. yeah and that's how we end that one and we have homer in hospital we see outside of the you know, springfield general hospital there and I mean, Hibbert's even in the April Fool's spirit, even though 
quite a sick joke, really, I'm afraid your husband's dead, you know. Ha <laughs> ha, April Fools. Well, I don't expect that from him. If I tell you what, if it was Dr. Nick, I would have accepted it more. But then again, I did get more of a, they get more of a chuckle. The fact is, Hibbert, you know, the family doctor, the nice doctor. It's as well, it's just the little chuckle that he does afterwards as well. It's always the <laughs> Hibbert chuckle. Mrs. Simpson, I'm afraid your husband is dead. <gasps> April Fools. He's very much alive, although I'm afraid he may never walk again. <gasps> but thankfully, Homer is alive, although, you know, he's, he's um, confined to a wheelchair there. And we have, um, you know, the veterinarian from Dog of Death making a reappearance. Um, Marge will make use of this later there. You know, saying, you know, he's been awfully erratic there, you know, his brain waves and that. And look at all these caves to the head. And this is where the clips start, folks. So um, I'm not going to spend, we're not going to have an overly analytical moments over each single clip and what it means to the series. But it's just, you know, pretty much the most famous clips, arguably the more iconic scenes. Yeah, these ones while. made me yeah. chuckle. Where it's seasons, you know, one to three, you know, the best moments there. And we have why Homer's possibly, well, definitely brain damage there. I mean, he could easily be a wrestler, folks, because he gets pelted with a baseball, like, twice. Um, he gets a saw getting chucked on him. And then he, um, he falls asleep and has, you know, the automatic door just keeps shuttering in on him. And we also have the iconic Psycho reference as well, as Maggie yeah. gives peppers like with a mallet. Yeah, I didn't like that episode. Ah, did you not? That was one of our um, earliest reviews then. Now, wh why does that stick in your craw, Ellis? Um, I think that there was it was just a very unsettling episode. Like, even with that scene, it was just very unsettling. Now, um, I'll throw you into a little quiz. I'll cue, cue up my uh, Tijuana taxi music here as well. Now, can you tell me, um, you know, I believe it's five clips there, with the Homer head injury scenes, and can you tell me which episode each one is from? So we'll start with Bart. Chuck and Newton even bought Homer's heads. This one escaped me because even when I just watched it back, I couldn't pinpoint which episode it was. I'll give you a clue, it's season one. Nope. Nothing. Alright, nope. we're zero and one. That is from Life in the Fast Lane where Marge was having a bit of a to do there with Oh Jack. yeah, that that's why I won't remember that one. I don't like that episode. That episode really upsets me, so I <laughs> Oh I've, no! Yeah, I've I'm watched sorry, it like a once really or twice. Really traumatic review for you now, Alice. <laughs> nah, it's fine. I'm bringing you back to Odin Vietnam days. We're talking about babies with mallets and you know infidelity. There, I'm hitting all the sore points. <laughs> all right, but, uh, I guess we'll go to number two there. Um, an obvious one there, Homer. You know, striking the ball. Can you tell me what uh, episode that's from? Which one was the second clip? It was a. Uh, I won't say too much because it's it's in the title there, but. Homer on the baseball team, and he. Oh yeah, it's Homer at the bat. There we are. There we are. Sorry, I just, I just needed a, I needed to remember which clip it was. Be between all the trauma of these other episodes. Yeah. Like, oh no. Uh, third one is Homer getting out of his car and the buzzsaw landing on his head. I want to say that this is from the same episode that the next clip is from. You're right. But can Home, you give uh, me... Lisa's pony. Yes, there we are. Ding, ding, ding. There we are. All right, and the final one, the deeply disturbing one, with the psycho reference. That was I can't remember the name of the episode, but that was when it, is it Marge versus Itchy and Scra Marge versus Itchy and Scratchy? That's it. We that is it, folks. And um, four out of five there, eight percent. 
Nailed it. Well done, Alice. That is a that is more than a first for um you know your university education there. So well done. I don't need to carry on with my degree now. I've got a first in Simpsons references. It goes on to the fact you know his brainwaves are really erratic. There says the veterinarian, and we have now I can't remember if this episode this is featured in comes before the one where they go camping, but um I think this might be the first well known one of the first true iconic scenes of the Simpsons is when the family are in therapy and they're using you know, electromagnetic shock therapy and I mean my dad always loves the iconic moments. I mean he thinks the um he thinks the Springfield Gorge jump one's one of his absolute favourites oh, is always howling. Um where do you stand on iconic Simpsons moments there and does it feature quite well in this episode? Are they selected the clips really well? I felt like they missed they missed a few shots definitely i mean homer at the bat is one of my all-time favorite episodes so i feel like that was a good one um in terms of homer getting his head hit they could have they could have done a little bit more is there any scenes that come to mind because he hits his head so much where's my burrito oh right oh i tell you what that was in this season this was in season four ellis so they were yet to feature it i think it may have been included oh yeah yeah I suppose because it is such an early episode, there's not much more they could have done. Though, saying that, I might be wrong, but there was a Bart the General reference. I think there is. Um, I'll try to remember what clip it is. Uh, have you got any idea, Ellis? Um, it's later on in the episode. It's where Bart's rolling down um, in oh, the yeah, garbage there can. That's it. Yeah. As far as, um, you know, they pick the iconic clips quite well here, because I definitely remember, I mean, you know, I like to stick stuff on the old Twitter. As far as, you know, using it in ads and that, this one with the shock therapy, um, Homer at the Gorge, and um, there's quite a few others there. These are definitely ones that were embedded into, you know, the American cultural uh, symbiosis, uh, if you will. I've definitely seen a load of these on ads there. And a lot later, you know, when um, where Homer gives up religion and, you know, Ned saves him in the house. Again, one of my dad's favourite scenes, and he boots him out the window he just goes off the mattress. I see that used a lot in ads there. So I think as far as selecting the greatest moments, I think they've done quite a good job here. Same myself. Oh, yeah. I think I would have liked to have seen this kind of clip show done a little bit, maybe around season 10, because I think that some of the content might have been a little bit better. But considering yeah, they they're on season... Yeah, broader spectrum. They would have picked yeah. a load more clips. You're absolutely right there. But considering it's still very early on, they they did pretty well in terms of the the clips. I just, I think I always forget how early on in the Simpsons it actually is. We have Marge even mention, you know, oh, we don't know where he could have got this trauma from. Maybe it's the time we fell off the cliff. It could have been Marge. That's a, that's something to miss out on. And oh, I mean, even to this day, it just absolutely gets me the fact that it's he's stopping his son from you know essentially killing himself there with a the big jump and then i mean i won't speak too much about every single clip of the show because you know we'll have the episode folks we'll get to the reviews but when i see him just slowly start moving back on the skateboard oh my god ellis i mean what i mean where does this rank as iconic moments in your early seasons there that episode i've seen way too many times i i still to this day wonder why he didn't just like yeet himself off the skateboard before he got to the bottom of the ramp i don't know he's a fucking moron but just 
it's the noises as well and the fact they get to do it again they go twice on the joke where he gets carted into the ambulance and then what he goes one foot into a tree and then yeah. he just gets back out and fun fact as well the animation where you see homer you know barring himself off the rocks um you know bandaged up and that that is new footage ellis that yeah. wasn't in the yeah yeah and marge even you know questions you know, wait a minute you seem familiar you know have we met before and we get um you know the only scene the only sort of memorable scene the veterinarian's been in since um you know when santa's helpers you know on death's door there in series three and i mean it's a great scene ellis and walk us through it yeah that's when uh, he's trying to defibrillate the hamster the poor hamster that doesn't make it and he just yeets the hamster in through the uh, basketball hoop into the bin <laughs> yeah that's the part of the job he hates <laughs> now you know homer's in a fairly stable condition but you know still can't leave the hospital they're not sure what's wrong with him and you know the family's saying you know oh you know you're strong dad you're resilient and you know i mean you get a lot of featured clips there including one from treehouse of horror ellis which i'm not too sold on as to why they included it as you know yeah i couldn't figure that i couldn't figure that one out because it kind of showed no resilience it showed none of homer's resilience whatsoever by showing that 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 specific part anyway like there was because that was treehouse for a one they could have just as easily used the bad dream house segment where Homer's going off of the house to show some form of resilience rather than Homer eating a burger in the garden. Yeah, when he's um calling up the former landlord and giving him yeah. the business. Yeah. You mentioned it five or six times. <laughs> <laughs> and we even get at least Bart, you know, he's taking the piss a bit here, saying, you know, and I love that itching scratchy episode and then they just show, you know, a season two itching scratchy episode there. And even Marge questions, why did you say that? You know, oh, it was an interesting episode uh, of our lives there. Fun fact, though, that Itchy and Scratchy cartoon was the one of the Itchy and Scratchy cartoons also in the episode Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. In which, um, you know, Marge protests it there. I think even what caused Maggie to, you know, give the old psycho to Homer, you're right. But out of these clips where they're saying, you're strong, Dad, you'll get through it. Um, Easily my best, maybe the best scene in the whole of season one there, um, Ellis, where Bart and Homer get lost in the woods and they have to, you know, they've got to eat something. And so they end up laying the trap with the rabbit. And uh, I mean, what's your favourite season one episode then, seeing as how don't want to feel like we're talking about clips there. We'll talk about, you know, your faves then. Any memories This is going to be really one? cliche, but Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Is it just because it's the first one or it's a Christmas episode? I had it on video and I remember watching that episode just so many times. Um, it's just been such a memorable episode to me. Though I can't remember what other episodes are in season one, so... I'm gonna have a look. At the moment, nothing rivals... Um, yeah, looking at all the Simpsons season one episodes, yeah, Simpsons roasting on an open fire. All right. Well, I'd probably say the one where the Simpsons go to the forest. I can't think of their name, but that's got to be the best one. And Homer, they mistake him for Bigfoot in that, and the Simpsons boys are just clueless. And with this, the rabbit just takes the bait there, and they think they're going to hang the rabbit. But no, 
I guess popular word of the day, and it's on Nellis' stream all the time. Um, he does get yeeted, does the rabbit, and he does hear a distant thud. Homer even gets some visitors whilst he's in hospital. There, you know, he gets Mo and Barney come along saying, "Oh, come on, you'll pull through," and you know, even snuck you a little something there, and he's got a can of Doc. But Homer's so traumatized by the big beer explosion, he goes, "No, you know, beer bring Homer pain." <laughs> Barney just intervenes straight away. It's zero to a hundred. They know oh, I can't take it, and he, he suffocates him at least partially. And um, did you get the film reference, uh, Ellis? I was about to ask you if you got the film reference on that one. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yes, where you know the big chief there, you know Jack Nicholson's only sort of real friend in there. He helped him be himself and to break his silence. He gets the you know the walk who and breaks through, and he breaks out of the insane asylum there. But no, Barney's just tried to kill a man, and now he's just running out of fear of the police. <laughs> it's Mo's comment afterwards that always gets me, that he really needs a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I know, it's it's magic there. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I felt a tiny bit attacked there, but you know, I'm just, I'm just working on my podcast and working on myself there, and that's all I can do. Thanks for coming to visit me, Mo. I uh, brought you a little present. No, no. Beer bring pain. I can't stand to see him like this. He really needs a girlfriend. We even have Marge and Homie, you know, getting some alone time to say. I don't want to become a vegetable and just, you know, sitting around and eat on the couch there, you know. What are my many what are my many ambitions there? And, you know, Marge is just professing her undying love. And we're on to, you know, another one and it's a nice little reference to officer and a gentleman there, Marge coming in. I believe this was um one of your traumatic ones as well. Yeah, this is, this is life one. on the fast lane as well. Now, if I may be not maybe so bold, but if I might Pry a tiny bit. Now, why is this in the trauma wing of uh, Ellis's mind with all the other Simpsons episodes? It's just the whole Marge going to cheat on Homer. You know, like you could really see it going through her mind. It just—I just find it a really, really upsetting episode. Now, do you get the same feeling with the Homer and Mindy episode? Yes. Oh, okay then. So. All right, I didn't know if it was just, you know, Marge's cheating is worse than Homer's. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, but I found that this one was a little bit more kind of painful because you can, like, the kids noticed it and... Mm, yeah, I forgot about that, you're right. And it seems a lot more emotional as well, emotionally bedded. Yeah. Marge has come back to Homer there, you know, all the plant are congratulating and, oh, you know, what a punchline this ended up on um, Ellis and... Uh, could you please tell us the punchline to this? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, of course not. Yeah. It's too much into the mind there. Oh, um, wait. Yeah, I'm going to tell boss I'm going to be um, I'm going to be in the backseat of my car with my wife and I'm not coming back for 10 whole minutes. What a stallion. I'd say that's the right amount of time as well there because, you know, he's got to, you know, crack those atoms and such there. So I respect Homer. Meanwhile, Homer's trying to make progress. He's trying to walk there, you know, in his current state. But nothing's budging him. He's got no sort of willpower. But he spots a candy machine off into the distance. And um, I'm going to go on record. This is one of the best bits of music that 
Alf Clausen ever made for The Simpsons there, the Land of Chocolate yep. sequence, and I was so happy that um, this was in the very first clip show here, Ellis. And it's such a don't... memorable clip, such a memorable episode as well. I still don't understand why they Do you know they let Alf Clausen go in 2018? Really? Yes, he was a lifer. He was there from day one of The Simpsons was um, Alf, and he made... Um, well, he made the Land of Chocolate scene and any other kind of great, um, any kind of great music you could think of, folks, and orchestration and that. He was behind it in the golden eras until 2018. And then they just let him go for budgetary reasons, which, you know, I'm still bitter about that. Why, why couldn't you give him like a lifetime contract? But I'm so happy this was in it. And I believe this is like his um, pinnacle there. It's not even just the music as great as Clausen is. Um, it's the animation. Homer is in his absolute element, isn't he, Ellis? And just biting the dog and seeing him skip. It's magic. So seeing that nice little land of chocolate scene, um, it spurs Homer on. <laughs> Even sort of like looks and walks like a toddler and this is like, oh, chocolate. And he slowly makes the way to the candy machine. <laughs> and he goes to spend his dollar. It doesn't work. So he just takes his anger out on the machine as, <laughs> well, anyone would. And it just comes crashing in on him. Just free sweet chocolate, darling, all fair. But it's not the first time we've seen him have a fight with a uh, vending machine, though. That seems to be a. I wonder if this was the start of the running gag of him and his fights with vending machines. Ooh, okay. You're absolutely right. Now, what was better? We're going to. I guess we'll do a yes or no, or, you know, uh, rather. Um, Ellis, out of the two vending machine gags, then, we'll go with um, Stuck in Two Vending Machines and. Um, you know, Marge's drama one where it doesn't accept the dollar and he just does a running drop kick to it. Now, which one's better? Are we only inclu- including those two? Because I also like Mr. Burns trying to place a order in the vending machine by talking to it. Oh, yeah, hang on. What season was that? I'm trying to think that might have been... That's the later one, I know that. But out of those two, it's got to be both hands stuck in the vending machine. Oh, but, really? Okay. Yeah. But in terms of that Mr. Burns one, it was when he was saying, oh, um, half a pound of toffee. Oh, and don't wrap it. I'll eat it now. I'm going to find out oh, what yeah. season that was from. You made a terrible enemy, my friend. Yes, I do remember it now. As far as the homocentric ones, I think I've got to go opposite side of the coin now. It's just because you get to see Homer's just general frustration grow and grow, and then he leaves, and he just does a running big boot to it, and he gets what he wants. He gets his whole bounty there. We're on to the third act now, folks. We're on the home stretch there. With a lot more clips, but we you know, won't go too much into these ones. And we have Grandpa, you know, St. Homer. Oh, this world's so cruel for something as beautiful as you. And he's being very poetic, as he might not see his son again. But then Homer just starts <laughs> gargling his coma. And Grandpa just switches, doesn't he? Yeah, kill it! <laughs> he's about to hit him with a chair. Question. Oh, God. Do you know what that is a reference to? The um, the world was never meant for one as beautiful as you. Ooh, uh, I didn't know actually. I'm guessing it's some sort of film, but please educate us. It is Vincent by Don McLean, Starry Starry Night, which has been referenced in The Simpsons before as well. 
the song. Oh, guys, I know Don McLean with American Pie, but oh right, so yes. it's from a song. Wow. Yeah, Starry Starry Night was about Vincent Van Gogh, and it's been featured in The Simpsons before. All right, um, I'll cut it in uh, underneath as as you're uh, explaining it. But no, I thought it would have been from you know a series or some you know old obscure film from the forties and fifties that the writers would have seen in their childhood there. But no, it was from a uh, Mr. American Pie himself. I never would have bloody known. Grandpa's saying, you know, oh, you know, comas aren't fussed. I'm in and out of comas all the time. And before he says time, so he just he just goes into one and orders some French toast. And even he, you know, comments on the fact, you know, it's great. You get to kiss old girlfriends and live your life again through your 20s. It's like one of those clip shows there. And Bart just like, oh, yeah, well, anyway, for pointing that out, you know, just what's happening now? And one of the most underrated bits of animation and one that doesn't get talked about shared on twitter enough is um the one from lisa's pony where homer's really knackered driving and then oh it's this lovely slumber lullaby type animation where it's all sort of you know your dark blues there and your night sky in there and it's so beautifully animated it is like a you know it's like cbb's kids cartoon this and it's it's fantastic how it's yeah it always um it always seemed to captivate me when i'd watch it because season three was the first series that i watched when i was a lot younger and i just found that scene really um relaxing and it's i mean it did almost put me to sleep uh at the time in a nice way in that and you know it's the harsh punchline we just see homer he still he was um he was still sleeping there but you get obviously his car's absolutely fucked over there he's dragged a gate with him that as he um as he goes home i think for me that episode was quite a forgettable episode in terms oh, okay. of I, I don't remember much in terms of that episode I remember I don't know whether it's just because it wasn't shown much or whether I've just blocked it out but Lisa's Pony just seemed to be one of those episodes that I never really kind of had an opinion on because I didn't see it that often though I do remember that Lisa's Pony was my first see hearing Baker Street as a song oh yeah of course that was the first yeah, time yeah. I'd ever heard that song so that was, the, I think that was the only cultural impact it had on me. It's going to pick up now, folks. You know, this is a regular clip show, but oh, Monty Burns is on the scene there. And Holmes costing him five grand a day there, you know, in, in medical bills, you know, attached to the plant there through the old insurance. And he just comes along and callously just pulls the plug with such He just does it with a little yoink, just a yoink. <laughs> does it with such vigour as well. Hibbert's saying, no, hold on, I am the doctor, you know, I decide whether he dies or not. But he wants a second opinion. Ah, oh, and we have Dr. Nick as well. Ah. Oh. I was I mean, about to say, who a... best to get a second opinion? Yes, that's it. The doctor that pretty much prescribes anything he wants to. <laughs> and he even goes, ah, he, yeah, it's one of the high everybody there. Amazing. I was so happy to see him and Burns there. Strong, strong characters. And he comes along with them. Um, was it the little hammer they use to test your reflexes? Yeah. And they stick on your knee. And Homer gives this cute little, um, it's almost, ro- it's almost um, you know, the Roblox sound. That, woof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he just gives a little woof. This man is costing my health plan $5,000 a day. I demand that he die with dignity. Now look, I'm the doctor here. Will I demand a second opinion? Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi Dr. Nick. Nick. Oh dear, I see no signs of life. Just to be safe, we better pull the plug. 
Yoink! Oh, that's enough. Yeah, go and pull the plug. <laughs> Burns goes to do it again. Yeah, they're not having it. And Burns is even realising, you know, do you know how much shit this man's put me through? And we get to his clip as well. I mean, it's that really sad clip from um, Dog from of Dog Death. Dog of Death again, yeah. What happens in it, Ellis? That's where um, he's asking for money and he's like trying to be nice to him and Burns is just there pressing the button and he gets escorted out and he's just like, oh, okay. Thanks for your time. He doesn't even fight, the poor guy. But we now get to, you know, the, the heart-wrenching scenes, you know, so they would be, you know, if we didn't know it's going to be fine in the end and that we have kids having one-on-one time we have lisa first of all and we get the nice um i I don't know i guess it is sad but um looking back on it now it's um it's a very well crafted scene with um from the one where homer's got 24 hours to live and such one fish two fish blowfish bluefish was such an iconic episode yes it is because that's uh the first one where you thought oh no are they going to kill off the main character there like yeah that wasn't really a thing, um, you know, in the eighties and nineties as such, as well as sitcom, as well as um, cartoon and that. But we have Lisa, you know, Homer wants to hear a talent, you know, finally when he realizes he's got, you know, not that much time to lift, uh, that time to live, should say. And you know, Lisa's playing the typically sad blue song there. It's getting Homer's down. He breaks out crying. Oh, and then she peps it up with, you know, the Saints go marching in and. Oh, Homer's just jumping around everywhere there. It's lovely. Yeah, it always makes me smile, that scene. And we even have, you know, Lisa at this bedsit there, you know, you know, giving a real genuine blues song there as we move on to what um, Bart's memories are. And, um, oh, I mean, the first sort of clip he throws back to his um, excellent, excellent parody of Raiders of the Lost Ark there. Oh, I love that clip. Now, this is one of the most played um, episodes when I got my season three DVD, um, Ellis, what about yourself with the old, um, you know, Bart's rival episode with Samantha Sankey? It was an okay episode. Was the Lost Ark scene the best scene out of that then? I mean, it's one of the best scenes. I think when, out of all of it, it's one, it's not the best subplot out of that episode because that episode also had the Homer with his um, vocabulary tapes. Oh, of course it did. Yes, yes. But as well, I just I always love the uh, Millhouse coming in at the very, very, very end of the episode with the huge tub of gunny, gummy worms, and the nuns are just having none of it. <laughs> oh yeah, um, Samantha, the part the boys. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, wh- whenever I do watch that scene, I, I still get thrills about it. I'm not a big Indiana Jones fan, but I love that score and the fact you know Bart's you know this plucky young kid with his. Red Hat, you know, trying to escape his dad there. I resonated a lot with that, you know, when I was um, growing up there. I just thought he was cool, and even when I watch it now, I still think it's pretty cool. Now we have, you know, the inevitable Bart saying, you know, I might have ticked you off a few times, and we get 32 does. Now, I'm not quite sure if this is every single doe that was featured in the show there, but it's a right bevy or so there. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't. And then we've got, you know, other little scenes there. We get, you know, the typical Homer, you know, hey, can you check on the boys? Oh, they're fine as they're busy fighting, um, fighting for the comic book. That we was get, another uh, really iconic episode. 
it was. And by the time this episode's out, we would have had um, our James Hewitt episode out there with that um, Three Men in a Comic Book. That is a really good one, uh, Ellison folks there. Please give it a watch. And when it's released as well, please listen to our review because we delve into, you know, Marvel and, you know, being, you know, little boys fighting each other. It is really a great listen. We also have, you know, the Bart the General when he's getting bullied and he goes down with the trash can down to the house and spits out his heart. We get that one. We also get the cute moment in the Homer 24 Hours to Live episode where he's teaching him how to shave there. And you pull off teensy little squares after you shave. I just love him going mental at the aftershave. And finally, the little spot under your nose. Next, we take some toilet paper, tear off some teensy little squares, and stick one there and there. And any place you're bleeding, there and there. Don't worry, the blood will hold it right on your face. And now, some aftershave. And that's how we shave. Well, Bart's not even tried it with the razor there. I mean, why would he? He's 10. There's not a, there's not a single hair to be had, really. But it's the build-up, you know, there. And one there. And if you're bleeding there, because it sticks. And you're like, no, where's this going? And then there's some aftershave, Ellis. Oh, and just, yeah, Dan Castellanet's performance. I mean, he's a great comedic actor and a great voice actor. But he does a good scream. And he absolutely screams the house down. And the animation to match is perfect in, the, in that uh, very stellar episode. This is where Bart admits he's crying, saying, oh, I should cut that beer can. I'm the reason why you're in here and that. And that's all Homie needs to hear there. And he... Yeah. kicks back into life and you know his blood's not quite boiling but you know his saline drips boiling and then he gives the classic why you little and he's back there you know they're a family again and the not the others don't than... care the others don't care that he's strangling Bart they're just happy that he's awake we end this episode in a sort of dark way at least where Homer's deciding oh I'll give them another quick april fool's prank to end this episode you know we're all going to hawaii no suckers it's two minutes till uh, april 2nd no dad it's may 16th you've been in a coma for seven weeks and you, you know lost five percent of your brain <laughs> and they all have a good chuckle even homer getting in along saying me lose brain uh-oh and then another big laugh and then a, what me think huh. <laughs> yeah why i laugh <laughs> really, dark, really dark thinking oh no Part of him's gone forever there. You lost 5% of your brain. Me lose brain? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why I laugh? Through that morbid joke, um, that's how we end this episode. Um, I'd say you recount it, but being it's, as it's a clip show and seemingly I seem to have you know, put you through your pace as far as... um. <laughs> traumatic episodes and memories which i'm feeling quite guilty for now i just I've... found that a lot of season one and two seemed to be very um very depressing episodes you've got crepes of wrath you've got life on the fast lane you've homer's odyssey as well like the all of season one was pretty much a traumatic adventure so um what would you say is your final thoughts on this and then your unique rating out of five please ellis um it's not my favorite clip show my favourite clip show I don't think we've done yet or if we have I'm going to be annoyed that we've done it um, but it's the 138th episode Spectacular. Ah is that the one where um, we got to see deleted scenes for the first time? Yeah it's the Troy McClure um, ah. 
thingied one. Oh, that is a good one. That is a very good one. It, it felt like it did really, really, really well in terms of clip shows. I feel like if this episode had had a little bit more extra content, like original content, it would have been a bit better. But the only reason that the 138th episode was so memorable as a clip show was because it ha- it was just full of new stuff. Yeah, full of unseen stuff, you're right. Yeah, you like got Troy uh, McClaw anchoring the ship as well, and Phil Hartman's magnificent, so of course it's going to be great. Oh yeah, and it's uh, even with the other clip show, they they did a lot of new content. So the way I kind of see this episode is, you've given me some new content, and then I'm just looking back at episodes I've already watched. Like what? Why why can't I just go back and watch these episodes? Well, fun facts from behind the scenes stuff. Do you know how many um clip shows Fox wanted them to do in like one typical series run? They wanted to do them at least once a year. I know that. They wanted four in a season. Oh, blimey. So imagine this episode four times. Oh. Well, it depends <laughs> on how much new content I'm getting. Out of five, then, what would be your unique rating out of five? I would give this a very generous three shaken beer cans out of five. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm surprised you went even that high. Yeah. Being generous, but that's because I don't know. It just it felt like it. It wasn't bad enough to be a two, but it wasn't good enough to be a four. It was, you know, I can settle on a three. All right, fair enough. Uh, for myself, um, with it being the first clip show, you know, I'm gonna let it off the hook because, like I've said before, and the behind the scenes stuff, you get pretty much a whole act, and half of one is new animation, and I like them bringing in, you know, the veterinarian again. Yeah. Um, adding newer bits to older scenes, but then again, you know, some of the scenes they chose, I didn't laugh out, but then they depict some nice iconic moments. But, um, you know, with the fact it is a clip show, I'm going to have to give it um, a minute or one down from yours, though. So I'm going to go two and a half out of five um, pizza face paradises. Fair. I think that's also a pretty, you know, legitimate rating. Yes, that is it, folks. I'm glad you could join us here. Um, one more time for the lovely folks at home, Ellis. Um, where can people find you on Twitch, on Twitter, anywhere else in the world? I am EllieBear underscore on Twitter. That's without the E. Not like the E at the beginning. The E, like, so E-L-L-I, Bear. I have to specify that quite a lot. I'm EllieBear Goes Live on Twitch. I'm, I'm I'm live most of the time. But I have a little schedule on my page. Alright, and with the schedule as well, um, typically, um, what do you stream and when do you stream? I usually stream six out of seven days a week. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we stream at 12pm and 6pm and then again at 9pm. Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays are always in the evenings. I don't do lunchtime streams on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And... I just play games that people can get involved in. It's more about the chat than the gaming, to be quite honest. Get ready to reduce, reuse, recycle in order to be the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Yes, because we're going to Season 8 with The Old Man and the Lisa. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star written review on iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Podcast. And the same on Twitter as well, at TylerTMC, or search Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Podcast. Take care, folks. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good.